we clap? Yeah. Ready? Three, two, one. Feels like, okay. Oh. Hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to I, I Have, have a, strange a Strange Story, story podcast. podcast. Um, this is the story where two sisters retell people strange and paranormal stories and experiences. I'm Lindsay. I'm Rebecca. And this is that podcast. So today we're going to be telling you more stories to listen to. And actually this comes from one person. It does. We had to, yeah, we split it up because she had so much to tell us. Yeah. Um, but I think before we get started on the stories, um, Rebecca had some announcements. I do. Uh huh. Oh, God. Okay, okay. (laughs) So I just have a PSA from uh, our friend Cindy. So last episode, we talked about saging your house um, from skinwalkers and shit. There was a prayer. Um, Cindy just wanted us to remind everybody if you have pets, sometimes sage smoke isn't the best thing for them, especially if they have asthma. So just... Just be aware of that. And thank you, Cindy, for reminding us. I really appreciate that. Look, Always looking out for the cats. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that, actually. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about it, honestly. Mm-mm. I mean, I've got cats. None of them have asthma. Um, but sometimes you don't know until something gets triggered, and then they start coughing, and then it's a whole, whole ordeal. So thank That's you true. for that, Cindy. I appreciate it. Um, other alternatives, if you don't want to use sage or something that you can burn, you can make noise. You can clap your hands, bang some some pots and pans together, um, bells too. So anything, um, just in lieu of of sage if you don't want to burn some stuff. Um, so I also wanted to just give um, kind of a uh, some shout outs to a couple of shops and stuff like that that um, that I think deserve some some commercial time. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I guess um, I wanted to show y'all this book. It's so cute. This is by I don't know if you can see it because of the light. There we go. A little cryptid. A little An cryptid. Epic. Oh, I was go gonna on, read the go title. On. An epic little tale of self discovery. Yeah, it's real cute. It's got a little Mothman looking guy in it. Um, this is by our friend Jeremy Parker. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, he was my, um, he went to high school with my husband, which is really weird. Um, it is weird. It is weird. Um, so you can check that out. Um, I read the book. I bought, also brought a print from him. He's a very talented artist. Um, the book is very sweet. It's, it's got a nice message, I think, that we needed in a time like this. Um, you can find him on prlcreative.com. You can go there, get some prints, get that book. Um, shoot, I don't have it with me, but, um, mine came with a cute little, like, Mothman little ornament. It was adorable. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm very lucky. Um, also, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to our friend Charlie. He is a listener of the show. He has shared so many experiences with us and, uh, we really appreciate you, Charlie. He has started an Etsy shop, um, and you can find it under Light Tree. That's just L-I-G-H-T-R-E-E. 
Um, he does a lot of really cool um, kind of steampunk collage art. He has a really badass sculpture of a rabbit on there. Um, so make sure you give him um, a look-see as well. Um, and another person I wanted to shout out is our friend uh, Greg Smith. He is uh, he's an author of um, a series called The Junior Braves of the Apocalypse. And he's actually started a uh, Kickstarter for his comic. Um, I believe it's called Starlight. I'm sorry. He's also from Nerds from the Crypt. He's been on our show before. He's a really cool guy, really nice guy. Um, like I said, he's got a Kickstarter project going on for his comic book, um, Starlight. Um, it looks like a lot of fun. It looks like it's about, um, some like child superheroes and where are they now, now that they're adults, uh, go check it out on Kickstarter. And we have two reviews. Yeah. We Gosh. have two reviews. Yeah, we didn't have a show last week. Mm-mm. Sorry about that. We didn't even acknowledge it. I moved mm-hmm. in the middle of a pandemic. I fucking moved. <laughs> it's you been sure did. It's been awful. You've it had was some trials. You've had some trials. It's been. Um, I mean, just. I mean, it's just. I. I don't know. But yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not recording from my bed. I'm recording from my living room. You look all professional and shit, too. Look, I am. Yeah, there's her house behind her. Aw, uh-huh. that's a pretty yeah. pose. Yeah, You're welcome. There's an air purifier um, and a television, and I can see a dog bed. Yep, yep. Wow. There's a dog bed. What's over here? Mm-hmm. You can see the edge of the window. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, that's the setup for now. But yeah, so we didn't have a show because I was moving and I was very emotional and I was like, I can do the show. Then I was like, I can't, I can't do the show. <laughs> so we didn't do the show. So I'm sorry about that. Things are much calmer now. That's good. Um, but it's been a fucking wreck the past week or so, but it's better. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so that's that. So what are the two reviews? So we got two reviews. I'm not going to read them, but they're from Sunshine11JM. She says, my faves. Aw. That's so nice. And then Caden uh, Hallahan Holstrom, um, her title is I Just Love You Too. And girl, <laughs> we love you too. Thank you. <laughs> we can all be friends. Um, and give us your, uh, your physical mailing addresses and we will mail you some stickers. I think that a lot of people are kind kind of feel worried about that. And I just want to say, if you have given us a review, you're owed uh-huh. at least stickers. The whole yeah. reason why I bought these stickers is so that I could give them away. Call it a bribe, call it what you will. They're still free stickers to you if you give us a review and we love sending them to you. So please. what are people worried about? What do you mean? Um, well, because nobody ever sends their address. Oh, yeah. I sometimes get addresses. I'll oh. do it. I do it. Yeah. I've okay. sent a few. Okay. Well, that's good. I have to, but generally have to ask for their address first, but don't, don't feel worried or weird. Oh, gotcha. Send us your address. ASAP, and we'll send you those stickers in a couple of weeks. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah, never um, said that I was very good at mailing shit. So sorry. Thanks, gals. Thank you so much. It means so much. Ooh, something else is this recording experience is also going to be better because Rebecca bought me um, a better system for <laughs> my to hold my uh, phone and then to have the light. So yeah. thanks. You're welcome. Things are looking up. Yeah, they're going in the right direction. 
Yeah. Sure. That's what my therapist told me on Wednesday, too. She said I was doing all the right things, so... Oh, great. Things are looking up. Yeah. That's great. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So this is episode 77. Mm-hmm. And like I said earlier, Rebecca and I are splitting the story because it was a pretty long story. Um, but this comes to us from what I, who I lovingly referred to as McLovin, one of the last times we read one of her stories. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it sounds like McLovin, um, but it's McLeving. Which she actually explained, right? Is that right? Okay. It's like a combination of several, it's a combination of her names. But anyways, I'm mm-hmm. still going to call her McLovin because I think it's a little more fun. And I'm not <laughs> that creative. And I have to rely on pop culture to be funny. It's fine. It's I digress. Thing. It's cool. I like it. Okay. So shall I start? Let's do this. Okay. So McLovin grew up. <laughs> and a family of five people in northeast is is wi wisconsin mm-hmm. okay from wisconsin um she's about 31 years old now she has an older sister and she has a younger brother um so she's the middle child so she's a lot like you i think she's younger though because she's 31 yeah she's a baby she's a baby mm-hmm. i wish i was fucking 31 okay So she claims that they had a lot of animals growing up. And a lot of animals to her was two dogs, three cats, a guinea pig, and a horse. To which I say, girl, you got nothing. That is (laughs) fucking nothing compared to what we had as kids. Right? Oh, yeah, you're right. We had birds. We had cats. We had mice. We don't even know how many fucking mice we had. Well, you don't even know. We had hamsters. What else did we have? Is that all we had? Uh, yeah. But the mice, like nobody has any idea how many mice we had at one time because they all fucking had babies. Mm -hmm. It was just dad had to make us shelves with cinder blocks and wood. Mm -hmm. And they, it was again, it was a whole wall just full of mice. (laughs) Right. Shout out to dad for bringing home a male mouse, by the way, (laughs) in a house full of female mice. He was the one that did it. He was so excited, and then we just had fucking babies everywhere. We'd have to put them in bird cages and then crawl out. Okay, anyways. Girl, you think you had a lot of animals. You didn't know that. You didn't know us as kids. <laughs> okay. Um, so her father was a hand surgeon, and he would always get calls in the middle of the night, which I think is really interesting. I guess if somebody, you know, if there's an emergency surgery, like, you got to do it. He's a hand surgeon. I just True. never thought of that happening mm-hmm. um so one time he got a call in the middle of the night and the person on the other line couldn't hear him so he was having to yell for them to hear so as he was yelling into the phone he woke everybody up and everybody was awake and heard him yelling and then they heard the sound of the basement door slamming shut okay so this is like one of the first experiences i think so they, she wants to note that the door was already closed and that the slamming of the basement door basically went on for fucking years. It went on from the age for, of her for like eight years old to 25 years old oh of hearing that basement door slam. Um, so basically they all assumed it was her brother um, because her brother would play video games in the basement And, um, finally one night the basement door slammed and her parents yelled at her brother 
to like fucking knock it off, to quit slamming the door. And he called out from his room that he was in bed asleep. And please don't fucking wake him up because he wasn't slamming the door shut. Dang. Yeah. This also reminds me of us too, because we had a house with all of our animals that we lived in that had a basement and the basement was fucking creepy, right? Mm -hmm. It's just basements in general are always creepy. It's true. Um, Okay. So he yelled that it wasn't him, blah, blah, blah. So she also wants to know that they always kept their doors shut because they lived out in the country and they had like mouse traps everywhere and that they had mouse traps in the basement and they didn't want the dogs or the cats going down there and there being an accident where they ate poison or got, you know, whatever, or they got the mice and brought them upstairs, which she said the cats did anyways, but anyways, um, so the door was always shut and the slamming of that door would always wake everybody up. Um, so another weekend, I can't read my handwriting. I love when that happens. I know. Oh, also they always smelled smoke and like the smell of pot coming from the basement. That was something else. These really strong odors. And her mother assumed that it was her brother, that he was smoking pot down there and that he'd lied for years. And that's just what he'd always done. Um, so flash forward three years, everyone is basically, all the kids have graduated high school and they're all in college. And by this time, unfortunately, her father has passed away. He, um, had stage four malignant melanoma, um, and he died about 10 and a half months after his diagnosis. And I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm sorry that y'all went through that. Um, and she says that all of the animals passed away within about two years of her father passing away. So her mother was essentially in the house by herself. Um, the last animal actually passed away whenever she graduated college. It was that weekend. So going forward, um, after her father passed away, she came home from college because she couldn't focus on school. Um, and she also wanted to be with her mom. So she came home, she took a break from school. I think it was about a semester that she took off and she was going to save money. Um, so one night when she's home, her mother and, um, her smelled a very strong smell of pot coming down from the basement and her mother didn't believe her. She went in her room and she was smelling our clothes and she was smelling the room because she just assumed her daughter who was back from college was smoking pot. And she was explaining that during this time, she was really depressed. She wasn't smoking. She wasn't drinking. She wasn't doing any of those things because she wasn't doing very well mentally. And she's like, it wasn't me. And so once her mother went through everything, she was like, shit, it's not her. There's no pot. Like it's not coming from her. Um, so then they asked her brother again, like, have you been smoking pot? And he was like, no, I didn't fucking smoke pot inside. He was like, I smoked in the garage or I smoked outside. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is really funny. Um, okay. So they also had a cottage and I think it was in upstate Wisconsin. Like it was further North, I guess. Um, and I guess they would go there during like the summer as a, summer home or whatever. So she'd gone to the summer home with her family and she was actually working to get some extra money. She was working at a, uh, a wine bar. 
So one time she came home early from work. It was like 10 or 11 o'clock at night. Um, she pulled up to the house and this is an old farmhouse. It was built like in the 1900s. It's in a remote area. So there's no like, um, stoplights. There's no street lights or any of those things. The only light was the front porch light. So she pulled in. And so I just imagine her headlights kind of grazed the house and she could see it. Um, and as she pulls in, she saw the figure of a slender man standing outside the house, looking in the window. And so she sees him and she is for whatever reason, she's like, that is a young man. He's like 19 years old. Um, she's not really sure how she gauged it. It's just what she saw when she looked at him, he ran around the side of the house towards the lake. She freaked the fuck out. She ran inside. She locked the door behind her. She found her mom, told her mom that she'd seen this man, this young guy standing outside looking in the window and she's just freaked out. And her mom goes outside to look for the guy. Lady. And she's freaked out. I know she's freaked out the whole Jeez. time that her mom is outside. I know. I feel like her mom knows something, but anyways, um, she never found anything. And so she just convinced herself that she was really tired and exhausted from working all the double shifts. She'd been working like 12 to 16 hours a day, which is typically what people do. We just explain away our experiences because they're, it's just so surreal. Yeah. We don't think it's really happening. Right. Okay, so two days later, her brother and his girlfriend at the time, um, they come to stay at the cottage with them. And that first night they're there, uh, they hear what sounds like the voices of young, a young couple arguing. They both hear it. The brother looks up, and there is a young guy. Um, and the young guy turns and looks at her brother and says, we're talking here. And then he disappears. Um, so he told his mom what he saw, um, and her, and she was like, okay, was he a young guy? Was he slim? Was he like 5'10", 5'11"? Was he like 19? And he was like, yeah. So it's, it appears as if they had both seen the same guy based on the way that they described him. Um, so the next night they were sleeping and her brother woke up to this guy leaning over him, staring at him as he slept. So he jumped up, he punched him, but he didn't end up punching him. He ended up punching the lamp that was in the room. Um, but both him and his girlfriend saw this man in their room staring at him. Okay. So this is the last thing that she talks about happening. So this is months later after that last incident and she's uh, pretty sick. She has bronchitis. She's having a really hard time sleeping. She's to the point where she has to sit up to sleep because if she lays down, she can't really breathe. It feels like she's suffocating. So she's having to sit up in bed. Um, it's really tough. And one night as she finally starts to doze off, she hears what sounds like knocking right next to her head. Um, and it's not like knocking on the outside of the house. It's like it's on the wall right next to her, like somebody just knocking on the wall. Um, she convinced herself that it was nothing. And she just tried to go back to sleep, which is what we all try to do. She pulled her covers up, tried to go back to sleep, but she couldn't. Um, this happened for several nights. So she finally asked her mom to sleep with her because she was scared mm -hmm. and she wanted to be able to sleep. So her mom, um, was in there with her and 
the knocking started again. And she could hear the knocking again right next to her head on the wall. Um, She felt her mother tense up. So her mother clearly heard the knocking too. Um, And her mom told her that it was just mice in the wall. To which she thinks is bullshit because they're on the second story of the house. So she doesn't think that there could be mice in the wall. Um, She knew that that's probably was not right, but that's what she decided to accept because she wanted to sleep and nobody wants to be scared. Right. Yeah. And like, honestly, I've had mice in my attic and it can sound like knocking. Yeah. Like I can kind of see how her mother may have thought that because I would have thought that too. Right. Um, so later she told her mom, mom, it's not mice. And her mom was like, yeah, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So she decides that maybe she'll try to sleep with her mother to get some rest. Um, and so she goes, she's getting ready for bed. Um, she gets in bed and then the knocking starts again and her mom sits up and she yells and her mom starts yelling and saying to knock it off to stop with everything that her daughter was going to get pneumonia if she didn't get some sleep and to cut it out. And if she didn't cut it out, um, she was going to call in Archangel Michael. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Was that the name? Yeah. Okay. Um, to get rid of them. And the knocking lightened up just a little bit and then it stopped <laughs> and then they never heard it again. Way to go, mom. Yes. Man, do not underestimate the power of like the mom threat. You can be yeah. anybody's mom too. It doesn't have to be like you're afraid of other people's moms. Yeah. Because they can tell you what to do. Yeah. They have a certain power about them. Unless you're a psychopath or a sociopath, they don't have an impact on you. But <laughs> usually if you're normal, um, moms can be scary. Yeah, it's true. So, um, So to wrap up what happened, two different houses, something noisy happening in both houses, seeing two or seeing a young figure in one of the homes, um, in the cottage, but in, but hearing noises and doors slamming, there wasn't any discussion about anything else moving. Um, so whenever I hear all of these things, it sounds like. There's two things. It sounds like a poltergeist, number one. If you remember, poltergeists are always explained as noisy ghosts. Mm -hmm. And so um, the knocking is noisy. The slamming of doors is noisy. Um, And so I I can see that. Seeing the outline of somebody in the cottage, I feel like that was not um, the same thing. And it's not a um, poltergeist. It's a ghost. Yeah. And I think that possibly that, I mean, that ghost was, was just tied to something in that, um, cottage and it sounds like it may have been confused, um, about where it was because for him to show up in their dimension and be like, Hey, I'm arguing here. Like, or maybe he, it was an intelligent haunting. Like you said, it could have been attached to something, but the fact that he, he knew he was cognizant of somebody else being there. Hey, buddy, we're arguing here. Yeah, like I guess so. Um, for some reason, I was thinking intelligent hauntings. 
were usually tied to people you knew, but I guess not. Huh. Yeah. So they had several things going on and it's yeah. interesting because mom is sensitive to it. Sister is brother is they, they all have something going on. They all had experiences for both of them to hear the knocking. That's a pretty big deal for the whole family to hear the slamming of the door. Um, something was happening. There was something definitely happening in that home. Yeah. And it's hard to explain away a slamming door, especially when all the doors are always shut. Mm hmm. Um, we always want to explain those things away because it's so uncomfortable, but, um, yeah, I would say it's a good old fashioned poltergeist and a good old fashioned ghost in the other home. (laughs) Um, so congratulations. And I know you tried to explain it away, but it's not going to go away because it was real. Yeah, it was real. It was real. McLovin, McLovin, McLovin girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe one day we'll talk about all of our animals that we had, even though I kind of <laughs> did, but whatevs. Uh, um, yeah. Anyways, so that was the first part of her story, but she had even more to share, which, which Rebecca, gonna, I think you're going to share. I'm going to retell. Stuff. Yeah, it's interesting because um, this kind of works its way back to this part that I'm going to be talking about is that mom, bro, and her are all very sensitive, empathic people in the oh, first Oh, I kind of teed you up for that, didn't you I? You kind of did. Thank you for oh, that as you're well. welcome. I you have stuff hair. in my water. Yep. That's nice. I don't think I want to drink it, <laughs> but I don't want to get... We're in the middle of recording, so there's not much I can do. <laughs> so just keep on picking the, the shit out of your water. That's fine. Okay, keep going. Okay, thanks. No, I can't. I just can't. <laughs> okay. So, like I said, all three of these folks have been uh, sensitive, empathic people their whole lives. They've always seen weird shit. They've always heard weird shit. Um, in whenever they were, whenever she was in elementary school, um, she says that they used to rent a condo in Florida. Like every year, they would go to this condo in Florida for spring break. And um, they usually would try to get the same room, but sometimes they couldn't. In this particular instance, they couldn't get the same room. So they were staying at this condo in Florida. It was spring break. And one night, um, they were all going to bed. The parents are in one room. The little brother and McLoving is in, (laughs) are sharing a bedroom. And then the older sister is on the couch, on the pullout couch. Okay. So, like you knew, you get up for a drink of water. A little water. Little brother got up. He went to go get a drink of water because he was thirsty, and uh, he got to the kitchen. And then he just started screaming. He ran into his parents' bedroom, and like he was inconsolable, inconsolable, inconsolable at this point. Yeah. Um, and they were finally got him to calm down enough. We were like, what did you see in the kitchen? And he said, a fat man and a wife beater is looking in our fridge. Everybody had the same reaction. They all laughed. And they were like, oh, come on, dude. You were just dreaming or sleepwalking or whatever. Um, But to this day, he swears that, yes, he saw um, a, a fat man and a wife beater rummaging through the refrigerator 
and um, apparently he has a lot of experiences. So as a child, um, he used to see things and at night, and he started sleeping in his parents' bedroom on their floor. Well, they were tired of that, and they kicked him out. And so he started Aww. sleeping on his sister's floor, McLovin's floor. Um, Dude, this is all so familiar. I told you that one time. I think I'm an empath, and I think that this speaks to it more. Okay. Do you remember I used to sleep with mom and dad all the time because I was always scared of ghosts, and then I slept in your room, mm -hmm. and then you wouldn't let me do it anymore after a certain amount of time? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I keep on getting alerts on my phone, and I thought that I turned them off, and so I'm very sorry. Me too. It's okay. okay. Cool. <laughs> now people will know what we do, the games Ooh. we play and shit. So anyways. Um, so anyways, she actually heard a lot of the stories that he he told about all the things that he saw growing up as a kid. She says they were very frightening. Um this is um, an empathic story from her, actually. Um, she says that one time whenever she was in junior high, she and her mom went to Florida for spring break just together. She said that she went to a different high school than her younger brother did, and her older sister was in college. So they all had different spring breaks. But at this point, it was mom and her, and she was in the shower, and she was having a grand old time. She was acting goofy. She was singing. She was just full okay. of life and happiness and love. And then all of a sudden, crippling, painful, agony, depression just uh, just like hit her all of a sudden. And she's crying in the shower for no reason that she can understand. Um, she gets out of the shower, um, and she's like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but there's something wrong with my older sister. She just knows it. And so she goes and talks to her mom. She's like, mom, is there something going on with my sister? And she's like, no, of course, there's nothing wrong. But the next day, older sister called and she's like, me and my boyfriend of two years broke up and I'm real sad. So her little Aww. sister felt that. Aww. I know. Um, and... This is something that I've had to look up. This is actually psychic empathy. Okay. To be able to... So whenever we're talking about empaths, we talk about how they can feel a room. They feed off of energy that in crowded places and stuff like that. So what she actually has is psychic empathy. So she can feel what her sister is feeling even though they're not in the same room, even though they're miles and miles away from each other. Um, and that is something that you usually can do with somebody that you have a strong connection to, um, is to feel their feelings. That's kind of cool. Aww. Yeah. Um, so this happens um, a couple of years later, whenever she's in college, she's in New York City, and she's uh, she lived in a dorm with her roommate, and she's going through them some shit right now. So she's having to deal with her dad just dying. Um, and she had a major falling out with some of her best friends. Um, and then she also is doing like internships and stuff like that. And so every day is just full of work. Either mm -hmm. going to hang out with her friends. Um, she says that they used to go to a lot of museums and comedy shows. And probably they were trying to make her feel better, I imagine. And sometimes that's just overwhelming. It's a lot of stuff to have to deal with. 
So by the time she would get back home, she would just be exhausted. And all she wanted to do was watch um, uh, 30 Rock and some other shows to make her feel like she was closer to her dad. Because she says they used to watch SNL together, and that just made her feel like she, she was sharing something with him. So... One night she was watching uh, 30 Rock. She fell asleep and she suddenly woke in a panic. Um, She sat up in her bed. She closed her laptop and then she saw um, a green, uh, an emerald green smoke coming from uh, her door handle. Um, Ooh. Yeah. She said that she was frightened. Uh, She wasn't Uh sure what was going on. And then a moment later she felt calm and an immense feeling of being loved and it just washed over her she started crying because she felt so much love um and then she saw and felt her dad she said that he wrapped his arms around her told her that he loved her and he would always be with her and she said she could physically feel him hug her um after that for several days afterwards she cried and she hoped that he would come back, but he's he's never returned. He never has since. Um, what I think is interesting about this part is the green aspect of it. So this was a smoke. Yeah. So the only thing that I can find kind of remotely close to smoke as far as paranormal stuff is um, ectoplasma. You remember that? You did a mm-hmm. whole report on ectoplasma. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's true it's true this is something that's often noticed or witnessed in graveyards so i i couldn't find a whole you know like what it is or what it's from they just say they see it a lot so in my thought is that it's probably a person right like a spirit of a person coming to contact you or whatever Mm -hmm. um and then the color green um the color green has always been a soothing, um, uh, like it's supposed to make you think of happiness, springtime, renewal, refreshing. Um, in the heart chakra, um, the color is green for your heart chakra. Um, this is, and the spiritual level of that green heart chakra is, it signifies, um, uh, knowing and growing into uh, your spirituality um, and then always having um, the mystery and the power of love. So green is the color of love. Um, mm -hmm. And green orbs often indicate there is a presence of a human spirit. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was going through and I was looking through my notes to look at my colors because I had, I had gone through what the different colors could mean. Yeah. Um, Oh, look Look at that. You find it? I found it. Yeah. Sweet. What does it say? Um, Yeah. It's usually love Mm -hmm. um, and a presence of a human spirit. Yeah. That's cool. Hey, I just fact fact checked checked me just now. That's awesome. You guys at home don't have to do it. She already did. I also have some notes on ectoplasm. Oh, please. From the last time I did my report. Um, so it's usually, it's like a vaporous cloud that appears. Mm-hmm. Um, it's usually several feet off the ground. It can move quickly and it can stay still. It's like it's orbiting. 
Um, it's usually white, gray, or black. So it may have been green because it was a loved one. Mm-hmm. Um, it sometimes it'll stay ectoplasm or it'll appear in the form of a full-bodied um, apparition. Mm-hmm. Wow. And it's usually outdoors and in graveyards, battlefields, or historical sites. Cool. Um, the other thing that I was going to add is just in regards to the, um, you know, one thing we talked about is it the beginning, it being a poltergeist, but it also could have been a residual haunting. I didn't even think about that with the door slamming constantly over and over again. Right. Uh-huh. It can be a residual haunting. And as far as the... Um, the intelligent haunting, it's usually where that's when a ghost will interact with a person. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the basic definition. So you're correct, especially with it telling him. Yeah, so you're right about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it usually has a need to deliver some type of a message or to watch over loved ones. I think that's just, where I got a little... Yeah. yeah. just sound pissed. Yeah. Um, it usually attaches to memories of trauma, tragedy, or there's an emotional tie. Um and usually with intelligent hauntings, there's doors that open. This one was shutting, um, hiding or moving objects, strange sounds, disturbances of electrical um, fields. And usually it's trying to communicate. So it fits all those things, really. Yeah. And the, the slamming of doors could have been the residual haunting. Mm-hmm. And then the guy at the cottage is an intelligent haunting. Right. Anyways, cool. You're welcome. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Great. Our research. notes come in handy for, for sometimes. I was sometimes. able to find what we needed. I mean, whenever you can find them, that's perfect. Yes. Yeah. And I knew they had to be in this book. Oh, I'm going to have a new journal soon. Sweet. Because this one is um, not that much fun. It's just, it says notebook or something. This is one. So, you know how I got a new job? And my staff, when my that I'm leaving, they got me a beautiful journal, which Aww. I don't. They didn't even know that I was going to be running out or anything. I don't know if you can see it. It's it has a bee. bee on it. That's yeah. nice. And then it's all honeycomb. Wow, I love it. Yeah, so I'll be using this next. Sweet. Well, I've got one more story. Oh shit! I'm so sorry. <laughs> I thought you were done. <laughs> I'm not. That's okay. (laughs) Okay. So this one is one of my favorites. So shortly after meeting her uh, fiance, they moved in together. They started hearing someone in a female voice in the middle of the night saying, so, so. And every night at 3 a.m., they both heard someone saying, so, so. Mm Mm-mm. And she said it was like this woman was whispering in her her ear. She was convinced that it was a ghost. Her fiancé, though, is very, like, down-to-earth, level-headed, and he's like, girl, not everything's a ghost. And she's like, <laughs> I've dealt with ghosts before, so I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And so after weeks of this, after them losing sleep... Being woken up by some female voice saying, so-so, they found out that the voice was coming from his iPad under the bed where it was being <laughs> charged. <laughs> they said that it came from their um, his son's Sims game, if anybody knows or 
played Sims before. I don't know if you can still do that anymore. And it was just like the app never got closed. So every morning at 3 a.m. it would turn on and just have this woman say something in in a weird Sims voice. But anyways, um, they never let her hear the end of that. I love that story because I, you know, to me, it kind of just makes things a little bit more believable whenever somebody's like, I know what I got stats. And then they're proven wrong, but then they can say something about it. I think that that's just great. Um, It's cute. I drew a little picture of the fat man in the, um, aw. Yeah. He says, that's really good. Hey, kid. Nice sleeves. (laughs) because <laughs> he he had a white or a, a tank top he's a in a tank, tank top. top wife beater is such an ugly name isn't it i know that's why i said it differently okay. that was a good picture i wish that i drew pictures well maybe next time you can i don't draw pictures yeah and i can draw the ectoplasm oh that'd be fun coming out of a doorknob yeah do that right hmm. now i'll give you 15 seconds i I'll give you 20 seconds. I'm not going to start counting until you get your shit together. I'm doing it. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. (gasps) Ooh, that's so good, Lindsay. That's exactly what I thought ectoplasm looked like. Very good. Very good. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for the stories. Yes, we very much appreciate McLovin. You. McLovin, that's going to be your name now. Yep. Yeah, and we'd love to hear more. Um, she did mention she's got some other ones, and yeah, send them on over. Them. Tell your friends. Tell your brother. Tell your sister. Tell your mom. We'll retell them for you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can send them to I have a strange story podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will get them and we will read them. We will. Uh, you can also subscribe, rate, and review us. Uh, if you give us a review, uh, please take a snapshot of it. Make it be a nice review. Please take a snapshot of it. Send it to our mm-hmm. email address mm-hmm. with your physical mailing address and we will mail you some stickers. Yeah. And... Are we still sending them to our P.O. box? Uh, the P.O. box is going away. Okay. We have another one? Because I don't... Not yet. Okay. So the, you can still Stay tuned. send... We're in the middle of a pandemic. If you... Right. So don't send us anything, actually. We don't need <laughs> anything that bad unless you can find some uh, Tostitos jalapeno chips. Oh. Let me know. Yeah. And send them to my physical address because I can't Aww. find them and they're delicious. Um, what brand? To- Tostitos. Jalapeno. Huh. They're delicious. Anyways. I'll, s- I'll see if I can find any here. Okay. I will also put in um, all the information that I gave in the beginning in the show notes so that if you would like to support any of um, our listeners, our friends, um, you can f- where you can find them, I'll have all that information. Um, and I think... That's all that I have. Do you have anything else? Uh Uh-uh. No? All right. That's it. Well, I guess until next time. Bye. Goodbye. (laughs) Um, Which one do we turn off first? It doesn't matter. I'm going to stop the recording.